What if you believed you could achieve any success you've always wanted? What would you do differently? What would you think differently? Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. I'm coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. My focus each week is to share with you success tips, insights, and how to do it that help you achieve the results and successes you've always wanted in your business, in your career, and in other areas of your life. Are you ready to uncover the success you've always wanted? Keep listening. Welcome. I received a lot of great feedback from a recent podcast, Five Tips for Working from Home. These listeners requested additional insights in how to work confidently, effectively, and productively from home, particularly during this health care crisis and economic challenge. I listened and will now be reviewing the original tips and new ones in this podcast. Many of us are working from home, whether we are using online conferencing systems for work, association, networking, or other types of virtual meetings, it's important to remember the following tips. Otherwise, these issues will get in the way of having productive and effective meetings. I will be releasing an article and a podcast in the near, very near future about how to get the most out of virtual meetings. My focus today is about working from home and the pitfalls that can occur and how to manage them. And I would be remiss in not addressing also the virtual component as well. Here's why this topic is so very important. Many of you have a business persona. You interact professionally, you're kind even when you don't want to be, you know how to listen when you're face-to-face -face with people, etc. And it's separate from the out-of-office persona for most people, where you don't care what others think, you yell at others when you're frustrated, and sometimes it's really all about you, or it's all about a family member. Now these two personas are expected to operate in the same space, your home, which is now also your office. Sadly, and I've seen this happen countless times, so please listen up, poorly handled meetings and failing to handle work expectations in an effective and productive manner will get your career sidelined. It will also sabotage your confidence. Many of you are already experiencing the difficulties of working from home. Some are at a loss of how to fix these challenges. Some of you may be in denial that they even exist, while others are just simply unaware. This can range from how to dress to handling distractions from kids and spouses for a variety of reasons. In the second podcast on working from home, I'm going to give you tips to make your working from home as effective and as productive as if you were working from the office. These tips apply to any interaction when using video or audio-only conferencing systems and will address, I will address how to set up your workspace at home to minimize distractions. Personally, I've been working from home for many years and I've found that I actually get more done. But then recently, I've had to handle the hammering and pounding from the construction going on next door, and I've had to make changes to my routine to be effective and to operate in a productive manner. Here are six tips and how to do it to help you become aware and build your confidence from working from home. Number one, set up an area in your home or apartment free from distractions. While this sounds easy, I realize it's not. If you live with kids, pets, 
you're caring for a disabled member of the family, or you have noisy neighbors, noisy or sometimes nosy neighbors, do the best you can. When setting up your workspace, stay out of the kitchen area, since in most homes, it's a very active place for people to congregate. Turn on soft music in the background, preferably instrumental music, since some types of vocals can be offensive to some of your clients or if you have it running during a meeting or etc. Hang towels or blankets around your area to absorb some of the noise. When sharing confidential information, keep your windows closed and stay off balconies or patios during these conversations. You never know who's listening. And I, I have learned quite a bit about some of my neighbors because they have had their conversations out on their balconies. And again, during this time period, more people are at home and there's a greater likelihood that someone will overhear something that is confidential. Have your kids write you notes if they need you during a phone or conferencing call. And I'll talk more about keeping kids busy during your calls later in this podcast. Number two, set hours. Just because you're working from home doesn't mean you need to work 24-7 or in the wee hours of the morning, unless, of course, you normally do. Take breaks to walk the dog or talk with your kids or others living in your home. Make sure your clients' needs are number one in priority. This may be a challenge when your family demands your attention and your client is not clear as to what they specifically need. Do the best you can and don't blame the client or your family members for the confusion. Take responsibility for following up and following through with your client quickly. Remember, while many states and communities are under stay-at-home orders, some family members may expect you to run errands. After all, you're working from home, and they think, ah, you've got all this time to do that. The answer is no. The only thing that has changed is the location of where you are working from. If you're picking up groceries, medications, or handling personal errands, do them before or after scheduled calls or expected work hours. Now, here's a caveat to this, and some of you may not really realize what's going on. I personally have experienced it. Remember, plan on extra time since it may take longer to get the errand done or the errands done. Keep in mind your fear level when you go outside your home you're in a grocery store or wherever, your fear level will be on high alert. You may exhibit higher frustration or irritability. How to combat that is do breathing exercises or take a quick walk to minimize your frustrations before getting on your next call. And this is important. If you try to deny your frustration or irritability, it will come out, I promise you. Number three, maintain professionalism. Remember, a picture is worth a thousand words. Many people will infer many things about you, even during these difficult economic times, by how you look and how you handle different situations during this time. Number one, upgrade your listening skills. Multitasking is a myth. Avoid eating, answering emails or texts, or playing online games. Listen by staying solely focused on the conversation. The cost, if you don't do this, is that people are more likely to sense you're not listening. The benefit, and this will be a big, huge benefit for many of you, is the calls will actually be shorter. Avoid talking over others while they are speaking 
it may be harder to he hear or see the cues when you're on a virtual meeting. So just pay closer attention. If you're on video conference calls, remember to keep the wall behind you free from distractions. So the grandfather clock that chimes at in the hour or half hour or posters with less than desirable pictures, again, don't put them on the wall behind you. Dress business casual. Wear clean clothes like you would if you were going to the office, even if it was just a Saturday. Not your normal stay-at-home, slouching around type of clothes. You know those kind of clothes that have holes and stains and other gross stuff on them, right? And also stay away from wearing lots of jewelry or makeup since these can be distracting. Brush your teeth, comb your hair, keep your nails clean, and look like you're ready for a call in a positive way. The video camera will pick up things you are unaware of and it will be remembered. Not allowing the video function on your electronic device to be activated will be a distraction to everyone else using video. If this is a big problem, consider using freeconferencing.com or other voice-only conference systems. Recently, I had a client share about a Zoom conferencing call she had attended. It was with an association, and one of the association members was wearing her workout clothes. The problem wasn't what she was wearing. It was that she had failed to zip up the front of her jacket and was not wearing anything underneath. I don't think I need to say anything more about the picture this created. Be aware of your business voice. It's easy to forget that the tone of your voice is different at work than at home. Your interactions with employees will be different than with family members in many cases. Remember to breathe before responding while working from home. It'll presence you to being at home and remind you to use your business voice. So for example, tonality is critical. If the dog starts barking at an Amazon delivery truck, don't yell and scream at the dog to stop. Instead, say, just a moment. There's an Amazon delivery truck here, and the dog is letting me know. Then when the dogs calm down, then resume your conversation. Trying to talk over it will only make things worse. Review the quality of your internet and phone connections to make sure that they are working. If you are using your home phone to take calls, be sure you are the only one answering the calls and use your own voice, not your kids and pets, on a recorded voicemail message. These can always be changed back when you go back to work in the office again. Last but not least, if you need to physically mail something, ensure there are no kid prints or pet fur on the documents. Number four, stay focused. Since you are spending more time at home, you're going to find more home and outdoor projects that need to be done, and they will be enticing. So instead of just operating like a squirrel and go do this and then go try to do that, get a little work done here and there, write down the outdoor or home projects and set them aside. These are for after-hour type of activities or projects, and if you can stay focused on working, you will actually get more done and then have more time to go pursue those things. The challenge will be if your kids or you have a desire to get outdoors and exercise. And with spring coming and it's beckoning you to get outside, especially on these good weather days, you're going to want to go do that. Schedule the time and then do that. Even with those communities with stay-at-home orders can still go outdoors. Just remember the six-foot rule 
be the one to make sure that that happens and don't expect everybody else to do it for you. I remember out walking recently and, you know, I had to be the one that moved because sometimes these people did not move and other times they did. It's just sometimes people are either unaware or they're just being whatever they're being because they don't think it's important. Again, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Last but not least, turn off the TV and other distractions just as you would be expected to do at work. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb. This is number five, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. And to be transparent, I don't have kids. However, in my 27 years of executive coaching, I've helped thousands of business leaders who are clients and workshop participants address kid issues. So here goes. If your parenting style is too lenient or you lack good parenting skills and you know who you are, just be honest about it, it will be more noticeable than normal. Don't despair. Now is an excellent time to listen to podcasts on how to talk with your kids or if needed, you can watch the show Super Nanny for parenting tips. Remember, communication is important, especially with your kids and other family members during these difficult and uncertain times. The biggest challenge I hear about is kids yelling and screaming in the background. Please understand your kids feel your fear and may be dealing with their own fear. And how they do that is they are rowdy. They're loud. They're demanding your attention. And it seems like it's all the time. As a parent, you may be used to the noise. And while most people can sympathize with you, It can be too big of a distraction to ignore. It will get in the way of having effective and productive meetings and getting your work done. So here are some suggestions for minimizing noise and distractions. I'm sure many of you have other suggestions. Please share them in the podcast comment box so that others can learn from you. One of the suggestions is give the kids something to do that is considered quiet time. While hiring a babysitter may not be a good option right now, have your kids focus on creating pictures, playing video games, watching a video, or even creating a video. This would be a great time to do that, and many are. Require them to stay in another room during your calls and promise a reward. Anything that encourages quiet play, study, or enjoying creative activities. Then, this is very important, and please don't step over this. Reward them by spending time with them before your next call or that next assignment that needs to be done. Allow them to run and yell and do whatever kids do to alleviate frustrations or energy for a specific period of time. Remember, this crisis is hard on them too, and they do not have the words or the ability to articulate how they are really feeling. And some of us listening to this may be in denial and unable to articulate our feelings as well. So this is an excellent time to have one of those conversations with your kids. We're appropriate, we're age appropriate, and get real. The second piece to this is use your mute and chat functions. Learn where they are on your video conferencing systems. While you may be excused the first time, if you don't know where they're at, you're not going to get the same pass the second time. Here's a great tip. Have one of your kids teach you how to use the mute and chat functions. Only open your mic 
when you've been asked a question or you need to say something. Otherwise, keep it closed. It does minimize any background noise that you may be used to, but can be annoying to your listeners. Do keep your chat box open so that others can privately say something to you like, button up your blouse, or you got something in your teeth, or I can't hear you. And then be respectful to others by being aware. While all the kid noises or other demands from pets or others in your homes or from loud neighbors are not 100% avoidable, don't get upset. I think I need to repeat that. Don't get upset. I know it's easy to do. Remember, it's the tone of your voice and how you handle these distractions that will make all the difference. And how you handle them will be remembered. You want it remembered positively during your performance reviews or upcoming promotion opportunities. Again, this is a great opportunity to shine and show that you can be a leader under many different circumstances. So showcase yourself appropriately. And then number six, realize working from home isn't as easy as you may believe. Remember the airline quote, use your own mask first before helping others. I'd like you to do the same here. The following are just simply reminders of how to take care of yourself or what to do in certain circumstances. One, and I, I had to learn this myself, having had some back issues and neck issues, is make sure you are using a comfortable chair and work table. For lower back issues, adjust the chair or work table. It may be require you sitting on pillows, or it may be requiring you to use a, a chair that isn't set up quite as high or something. I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. My point here is experiment, find out what works for you. Some things you might want to try out is just standing up while you work. If you've got a countertop in the kitchen or some area where there's not a lot of activity right now, that may be easier for some of you. If it is a neck issue, use a headset instead of cradling your phone while typing and or talking. Stay away from using the speaker function on your phone or laptop since you don't know who is listening. Take breaks for water, coffee, or tea, and or a snack, just as you would if you were at the office, and stay connected. This includes staying connected with your team members, your business associates, your clients, your friends, etc. Rely on company chat rooms, FaceTime, or any other online system, and be respectful of others' availability and work schedule. And yes, I'm speaking to those of you who are considered high sociable types, and you get your energy boosted by talking with others a lot. Remember, not everyone has the need to be as chatty or listen to your stories. Plan your work and work your plan, just as if you were in the office. There will be priorities. Get them done. I usually schedule top priorities early in the day since I'm not always sure what my clients are going to need later in the day. Remember, the key to confidently, effectively, and productively working from home is delivering the same work and professional interactions as if you were in the office. I know some of you are going to enjoy working and interacting from home and want to continue doing so. So talk with your boss about the viability of doing so after this crisis is over. I've outlined the benefits and cost savings you can share with your boss in an article and in a podcast entitled, Knowing How to Lead Virtual Team Members is a Required Skill. Yes, believe it or not, some of you will be actually thankful to work from the office again. At least now you can appreciate the challenges for those of us who work from home. 
I trust these six tips will help you work from home in a more confident, effective, and productive manner. Until next time, I want to thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. Tune in next week for more insights on how to achieve the success you've always wanted with my straight talk for dynamic results. Until next week, enjoy a great and successful week.